0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Streets become rivers as Beijing records heaviest rain in 140 years. That's a new headline from PHYS.org. And though that headline could give many the impression that there was an equal or greater rain event 140 years ago, that's not the case. Records in that region have only been kept for 140 years, thus the headline should read Beijing's heaviest rain in recorded history. Big difference. Such has been the case in so many locations all over the world, and all too often in very close proximity to the devastating deluges are record-shattering droughts and fires. Question, has the former covert global cooperation on climate engineering operations now become a question of unrestrained weather warfare? Not just nation against nation, but governments attempting to maintain control over their own populations. You decide. Drought deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate intervention operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Typhoons, aka hurricanes, are hammering the inhabitants of the Western Pacific, even making U turns in their course in order to make landfall twice, in this case, Japan. Weather warfare or just freak acts of nature? Again, you decide. In the record warm Gulf of Mexico, with ocean surface temperatures in some places nearing 100 degrees, no hurricanes seem to come near to the mini oil drilling platforms. Why not? Remember and consider that the U.S. military first initiated its hurricane modification operations in 1947, Project Cirrus. How far has their technology advanced in the last 76 years, and who are they using it on now? New from CBS News, severe storm brings flooding, high winds, leaving trail of damage through Massachusetts. This event also brought record rainfall to Boston, while vast regions of the U.S. West aren't allowed To have a drop. Once they shut off the winter precipitation, it's off until who knows how long. Forests are drying and dying by the day. On that note, wildfire incinerations in southwestern US deserts. When it's bad enough for deserts to go up in smoke, our forests don't have a chance. From COTASTORY.com, sunscreen for the earth could curb climate change, they say, and then they say it could also destroy us. Their words, not mine. From the report, Interstratospheric Aerosol Injection, the process of releasing tiny reflective particles of sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere that reflect sunlight back into space in order to cool off the planet. Global climate engineering operations were first fully deployed immediately after World War II, starting over the polar regions. They've been radically ramped up numerous times since then. And the materials being used are far worse and synergistically toxic. Aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene, surfactants. So is all this working? Is it actually cooling the planet? Not so much. Here's yet another shocking case in point. New from the Washington Post it's midwinter, but it's over a hundred degrees in South America. From the report, it's the middle of winter in South America, but that hasn't kept the heat away in Chile, Argentina, and surrounding locations. Multiple spells of Oddly hot weather have roasted the region in recent weeks. The latest spell early this week has become the most intense, pushing the mercury above 100 degrees Fahrenheit while setting an August record for Chile. This event is rewriting all climate books, the report says. In some cases, the temperature crested above 100 degrees after leaping from morning lows in the 30s. Consider that from the 30s to over 100 degrees, same day. Some places have even recorded all-time maximums, surpassing summer temperatures even though it's winter. A powerful zone of high-pressure, or heat dome, the report says, centered over Paraguay is dominating the weather. It extends east to west across the south-central part of the continent. These hot and persistent high-pressure zones have become more probable with climate change, according to scientists. That's from the report. According to the so-called scientists, no... No, not scientists, not in the true definition of the term. The vast majority of so-called academia has long since become little more than matrix-funded minions of mass deception. Yes, industrialized, militarized society has decimated our formerly thriving planet, but any conversation about climate anything from any source that doesn't first and foremost acknowledge and address the climate engineering weather warfare factor isn't an honest discussion. There can be no legitimate discussion of the state of the climate without including the subject of geoengineering operations, period. From the UK Guardian, this, the oil company CEO running the next UN climate change summit. From that report, the president of COP28, that's the next UN climate conference, I believe to occur in November, is Sultan Al-Jabbar who is also the chief executive of Abu Dhabi National Oil Company. Take a moment to stop and ponder that one. No conflict of interest there, is there? Question, is it actually rational to believe that the COP climate conferences are anything but a scripted dog-and-pony show of mass distraction, while behind the scenes the real power brokers, those who print the money and those who pump the oil, are making the actual decisions? Keep business as usual, loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute till the moment of impact, till nothing is left, till the moment of total collapse, industrialized, militarized society like a snake consuming its own tail. And what is the actual behind-the-scenes goal of the money printers, the oil pumpers, And the climate engineers to keep those geoengineering jets fueled up so they can keep filling our skies with filth, temporarily and toxically cooling down some regions at the expense of frying other regions in the process, attempting to mask the true severity of damage already done to the planet at the cost of even more damage overall, keeping populations in the engineered cool-down zones like the most populated northeastern U.S. oblivious While weather warfare is being waged on populations in their food-producing regions all over the world, starving citizens are so much easier to control. How well those in power know this. And let's not forget that timeless quote from Zygmunt Brzezinski, the advisor, the -the behind-the-scenes advisor to U.S. presidents from Johnson all the way up to 2017 when he finally died. What did he say on the record? Quote, with today's technology... It is far easier to kill a million people than to control them. Keep that one in mind. If you're willing to face bad news, head on. You're in the right place. Stay tuned. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Report, The End of the World as We Know It broadcast, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Try a Geoengineering Watch shirt, hoodie, or our full-color printed climate engineering awareness materials to get a conversation going with family and friends. Every day counts in this all-important battle. Geoengineering Watch awareness-raising materials can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Our only goal? To fully expose and halt the climate engineering assault. And let's keep this point in mind, because the climate engineering elements are so toxic and even synergistically toxic, this is also a form of biological warfare. If we don't stop what's happening in our skies and its impacts on Earth's life support systems and our health, soon, very soon, far sooner than most would dare to imagine, all other concerns and causes will be moot. The ship will go down with us on it. Here's a quick snapshot of what's coming for us all, no matter where we live. 37 countries or more are hurling toward collapse right now. Here's a new headline case in point from PBS. Not that we trust PBS, but like so many other Matrix Media sources, when they can't hide the truth any longer, it finally gets told, at least on the back pages, not on the televised versions of these programs. Here's the headline. We live in misery. Haitians struggle to survive as country spirals in chaos. From that report, the situation in Haiti seems to be progressively worsening as gangs control half the country's territory and most of its capital. Parallel headline from the Washington Post, U.S. Embassy personnel in Haiti evacuated amid rising violence. Do we see any of this? Any of this on Matrix Media, televised, so-called news? Nothing. Scripted political idiocy. Left, right, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, all scripted divide and conquer strategy. The list of what the U.S. has done to Haiti over so many decades is so long it would take an entire broadcast to cover. And any Americans who still believe that those in power, those behind the curtain, actually care more about them than they do the Haitians? Time to wake up. The often heavily armed U.S. population is a rapidly increasing liability to the controllers of the matrix. Keep that in mind. They didn't buy 2.4 billion rounds of 40 caliber hollow point in 2012 for U.S. agencies like Homeland Security for nothing. That's about seven bullets per American. What do you think that's for? That's if plan A doesn't go as they hoped. Perhaps that's plan B. And about what's coming, not just for the Haitians, but for us all. Again, take the time to view the movie, The Road, for a preview. Moving on. How's all that chemical ice-nucleated snow working out to keep the streams flowing and the reservoirs full? Not so much. Exactly as geoengineeringwatch.org has warned about for so very long, sublimation is taking its toll. From theatlantic.com, Colorado's snow is vanishing into thin air. From the report, understanding why will be crucial to water management in the drought-stricken west. Why the snow is vanishing into thin air is what they're referring to. Each winter, an unknown percentage of the Rocky Mountain West snowpack disappears into the atmosphere. Rocky Mountain Biological Laboratory, that's the RMBL, is trying to solve the mystery by focusing on a process called sublimation. Snow in the high country sometimes skips the liquid phase entirely, turning from a solid directly into a vapor. Yes, just another example from the so-called scientists that just can't figure it out. That chemically nucleated frozen material that we are told is naturally nucleated snow, which it isn't, tends to sublimate, much like dry ice, another artificially nucleated frozen material, but to a lesser degree. Much of it transitions from a solid to a gas, bypassing the liquid phase. Check the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn what most don't want to know and even fewer are willing to admit to. Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Engineered winter and engineered toxic surface cool downs. You wonder where all that massive hail is coming from and why there's hail now no matter how hot it is on the ground. Sometimes baseball and softball size hail. Again, search the engineering winter section. About the planet's air conditioning system, it's breaking down fast from insideclimatenews.org. Extreme rain from atmospheric rivers and ice heating microcracks are ominous new threats to Greenland's ice sheet. The report says new evidence of a previous Greenland meltdown suggests large parts of the ice sheet vanished at temperatures similar to today's. Greenland is more sensitive to climate change than previously understood and at grave risk of irreversibly melting off. No, it's not at grave risk. It's a given. It's already unstoppable. How much faster than previous predictions is Greenland's ice melt occurring? A hundred times faster. 10,000% worse than they thought, which is now being officially admitted to Again, geoengineeringwatch.org has warned of this for a decade and a half and climate engineering in the misguided attempt to mask the problem, to hide it from populations for as long as possible and to use weather as a weapon has only further fueled the planetary meltdown. From the UK Guardian, something weird is going on. That's the headline. Search for answers as Antarctic ice stays at historic lows. That's the other part of the headline. From the report, scientists fear the shocking shift is the beginning of a global heating-linked collapse of the ice that could have alarming knock-on effects. There's no could. No could may might. It's a given. The report then says only two years after a record high in 2016, and that's a statistical anomaly plus the use of sea surface chemical ice nucleation to artificially enhance the slush on the surface and thus to skew these statistics for the actual amount of sea ice. It was not as high as they officially stated. But they, they did manipulate a statistical high in 2016 that then went to record lows two years later. The report says scientists are still debating why, because they won't acknowledge so many factors in this equation. That's why, because they're paid not to acknowledge that, because they're paid to hide it from the public. Overall, the report says the feeling is something big is happening this year. And that's a gross, gross understatement. For the record, geoengineeringwatch.org posted an interview with a climate engineering insider. And the interview itself that we posted years later, the interview was conducted in 2003. That insider stated in 2003 that on the current course, which included ever more expansive climate engineering operations worldwide that we had, in the insider's opinion, at most 20 years till total collapse. I'll let the listener do the math on that equation of where we are now, 20 years later. From PHYS.org, Antarctica is missing a chunk of sea ice bigger than Greenland. What's going on? Question mark. That's the headline. The breaking report states this, after reaching a record low minimum extent this summer, there's now an area of open ocean bigger than Greenland. If the missing sea ice were a country, it would be the 10th largest country in the world. That's how much ice is missing from Antarctica. From CNN, a parallel headline. And for all those that understandably don't want to hear any headlines from any Matrix media source, remember and consider, my point in addressing such sources is this. The only reason they're now beginning to acknowledge the true degree of collapse that is occurring all over the world is because they can no longer hide it. Here's the headline. Antarctica is missing an Argentina-sized amount of sea ice. Just a different comparison. Same theme. And scientists are scrambling to figure out why. Why? Yes, yet another example of the so-called scientists seemingly having no clue about what's occurring. No clue about why ice disappears when it's warm and it melts. No clue about the shockingly obvious climate engineering operations that are raging in skies all over the world. And no acknowledgement from the so-called science community that the whole of the human race is perilously close to exterminating itself due to the runaway collapse of the planet's life support systems with climate intervention operations further fueling that process. The time of ignoring the consequences of industrialized, militarized societies is over. The consequences are here and manifesting by the day. And even now, the majority of the human race, with the controllers at the top of the list, aren't putting the brakes on. They're putting the pedal to the metal, full speed ahead, till the moment of impact. With the atmospheric aerosol spraying operations already having been fully deployed for decades, what other uses do the controllers have scheduled for geoengineering jet dispersions? Let's add this puzzle piece from theconversation.com. Ancient pathogens released from melting ice could wreak havoc on the world, new analysis reveals. The report says this unpredictable threat which, the report says, has so far been confined to science fiction, could become a powerful driver of ecological change. They continue, this could be a source of potential species extinction in the modern era, one which even our worst-case extinction models do not include. Yes, it's just that bad melting ice. Pay no attention to the 400-plus pathogen engineering biolabs that are all over the world. Nothing to see there except perhaps this new report from science.com. Same theme. Black swan pathogens from ancient permafrost may be getting ready to wake up. They always know what's coming, don't they? And about that warming and melting ice from PNAS.org. Evidence for massive methane hydrate destabilization during the penultimate interglacial warming. Report says, results identify an exceptionally large warming of the equatorial Atlantic intermediate waters and strong evidence of methane release and oxidation, almost certainly due to a massive methane hydrate destabilization during the early part of the penultimate warm episode. That's from 126,000 to 125,000 years ago. Keep that figure in mind for points to be made later in this broadcast. This major warming was caused by reduced advection of cold water from high latitudes and enhanced downward heat diffusion in response to a brief episode of meltwater induced weakening of the Atlantic meridional overturning circulation and amplified by a warm mean current. The results highlight climate feedback processes associated with the penultimate climate warming that can serve as a paleo analog for modern ongoing warming translation. What happened then is happening now. I covered this on a previous broadcast, the now speculated potential collapse of the AMOC current, which includes the Gulf Stream, as soon as 2025. And the difference is from then to now, the speed that it's happening now is hundreds of times faster, which makes it equally worse. None of this bodes well for the fate of the human race or the countless species of innocent life forms which we'll take down with us if we remain on the current course. And they, the controllers, do and always have done whatever they want because they can, because far too few in populations have summoned the motivation and the courage to try to expose and halt them, i.e. the matrix controllers, the money printers, and the oil producers, as the juggernaut of modern industrialized, militarized society rages on, shredding every strand in the web of life in its path, The vast majority, even now, seem to show no interest in saving themselves or their posterity. And though many in already collapsing third world countries are completely occupied with day-to-day survival, so many in first world nations are too busy doing nothing to actually care about the tidal wave of total collapse that's looming over us with their electronic device appendages, sports games, and countless other material distractions, including the Scripted political theater on every Matrix media TV news outlet, there's just too many distractions for largely clueless first world populations, the majority of which refuse to even look at the wider horizon, let alone act on what they're too afraid to see, which includes looking up to see what's happening in our skies. Our filthy, hazy, dirty, at best silvery white skies, true blue skies, long gone on every film footage clip on Matrix Media, television of Africa, China, the Middle East, we have so often dirty white skies, natural blue skies with brilliant white clouds long gone. And the thunderheads, which formed late in the week in Northern California near my off-grid home on the east side of Lake Shasta, are blown to bits with aerosol dispersions and frequency transmissions, beautiful, brilliant, white, rising, convective cumulus clouds, thunderheads, are blown apart into what looks like a diffuse, dirty smoke bank. They will not let them convect and precipitate. The weather terrorists leave nothing alone, nothing. I once relished weather in any form. I looked forward to the changes in seasons And now, how does one look forward to even going outside when all is tainted, everything is tainted? But we have a choice. We can, if we choose, to turn our angst and anger into a righteous rage that can be used as fuel, as a driving force to move this fight forward to experience the unshakable solace that comes with knowing we are courageously playing our individual part in this unfolding chapter of human existence, a chapter on which all is in the balance, to expose and halt the climate engineering atrocities, and then to halt all other forms of damage to our once thriving planet before there's nothing left to salvage. New from CNN, this headline from this week. This was the planet's hottest July on record by far, and the hottest month in around 120,000 years, scientists say. Again, the 120,000 year time frame is a reference to the penultimate interglacial warming. The report states as vast swaths of three continents bake under blistering temperatures and the oceans heat to unprecedented levels, scientists from two global climate authorities are reporting before July has even ended. This report was issued, I believe, last Monday. That this month will be the planet's hottest on record by far. The heat in July has already been so extreme that it's, quote, virtually certain this month will break records by a significant margin. That's a statement from the European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service and the World Meteorological Organization. The data used to track these records goes back to 1940, but many scientists, including those at Copernicus, state that it's almost certain that these temperatures are the warmest the planet has seen In 120,000 years, given what we know from millennia of climate data extracted from tree rings, coral reefs, and deep sea sediment cores, every day since July 3rd has been hotter than the 216 all-time record high. Consider that every day since July 3rd. We're in a runaway climate collapse scenario right now, and it doesn't matter, or should I say it doesn't change reality, that the global elite are profiting off this cataclysm. They profit off wars as well. Does that mean the wars didn't happen? Does that mean people didn't die? Of course not. We need to look at reality through a clear lens and get past biases and programming. If we don't, we'll soon have nothing left to salvage. The horizon does indeed look dim, and climate engineering, aka weather warfare, is making it far worse still. But don't worry about the unfolding planetary meltdown being further fueled again by climate engineering operations. The Houston Chronicle newspaper has a cure. Here it is. Their headline from this week, quote, it's time to throw shade at fixing climate change. They say we need trees, awnings, and structures, reflective paint as well. Anything else that'll keep us cool. Now that'll fix everything, won't it? Like I covered in last week's broadcast, how many... Billion gallons of white paint, enough to paint the entire lower 48 states, really? That's going to fix everything? And this from the so-called climate science community? And people pretending that this isn't some kind of a circus of idiocy? From Reuters.com, this, the floor is lava, that's their headline, how concrete asphalt and urban heat islands add to the misery of heat waves. that report, forecasters predict another heat wave in Phoenix this week after the U.S. National Weather Service declared the city had sweltered under high temperatures above 115 degrees Fahrenheit for 31 consecutive days during July. The reprieve is expected to be brief, however, with the forecast calling for highs again above 110 Fahrenheit for several days later in the week. Climate engineering further fueling the overall meltdown all over the world. Not the only problem. Too many people try to convince themselves of that any form of human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet and it damages the planet's life support systems is a problem. And there are far too many of those problems to even begin to cover. It would take multiple installments of this broadcast to even scratch the surface. We're going through 100 million barrels of carbon fuel a day. We're cutting down the forest. We're paving the planet. We're poisoning the oceans. All of that a part of the problem. But the intentional intervention in the climate system for purposes of weather warfare is taking us from the proverbial frying pan and putting us into the fire. Climate engineering is further fueling the overall meltdown. All over the world, geoengineering atmospheric nanoparticles not only trap more overall heat than they deflect, they are greatly contributing to the near-term demise of the ozone layer which greatly contributes to the thermal energy buildup on the surface of the planet. Climate engineering is cutting off precipitation to countless regions on Earth, and when desiccant particles are seeded into already dry air, it gets even drier. Less atmospheric relative humidity, even more UV radiation, adds up to far faster surface evaporation and incredibly hot surfaces, cars, car interiors, burning foliage, killing insects, The proverbial dominoes are falling faster and faster. If you don't believe it, you will soon. Wait and see. On that note from CNN, Colorado River Basin has lost 10 trillion gallons due to warming temperatures. Enough water to fill Lake Mead, study shows. Listen to this. Rising temperatures have sucked more than 10 trillion gallons of water out of the Colorado River Basin between 2000 and 2021. Enough evaporation to fill lake mead with ionosphere heater induced high pressure heat domes and desiccant atmospheric particles the climate engineers can and are sucking the moisture out of everything in regions where they choose to do so and for those that think the lake mead situation is all better now not so much the lake holds a maximum water level of 1229 feet and at its current levels it's still only about 30 percent of its full capacity how many realize that And surface water temperatures in Lake Mead, Lake Shasta, which is in my backyard, and ocean surface temperatures are far warmer than any historical norms, which is yet another glaring red flag of the thermal energy buildup due to the planet's damaged atmosphere and failing life support systems. Buckle up. We're in for a ride. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 417, August 5th, 2023. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 27 AM and FM stations throughout the country. We've just added two more in Tennessee and New Mexico. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach, and thus our voice, in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail-outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. And about reaching those that still aren't looking up. Geoengineering Watch awareness-raising materials can be found on our homepage. Again, our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward effectively and efficiently. There's very high-quality printed materials with shocking images, a picture's worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We now have Geoengineering Watch hoodies, and Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides, the images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate, and below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so that people can find a credible source of data to continue their investigation, scannable business cards that no one refuses to take, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue while it can still make a difference. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. We must awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they are participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a geoengineering watch shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all important battle to sound the alarm. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation, we could cause a shockwave around the world. I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for input on how to make your voice heard. Moving on, a quick mention of a coming post on geoengineeringwatch.org, a conversation with a former Department of Defense nuclear engineer and scientist on climate engineering and related extremely near-term existential threats that will soon determine our collective futures and fate. Watch for this coming post at geoengineeringwatch.org. From the UK Guardian, U.S. climate change reforestation plans face key problem, lack of tree seedlings. Stop there. Not only are there not nearly enough tree seedlings, most don't survive the first year anymore. As I've stated numerous times in previous broadcasts, in the forests that surround me on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California, a region that has historically received 70 inches of annual rainfall that was very, very lush only 20 years ago. Now dead trees everywhere, more by the day. I could then, even up to 15 years ago, I could plant 250 trees or more in a day by myself. Those are trees that are adapted to this area. They're seedlings, and the the success rate then was about 95%. 95% of the trees I planted, up to 250 in a day, survived the first year. The success rate now in this region is zero. Nothing makes it past the first year, not even close. How are we to reforest when the trees don't even grow and we don't have enough seedlings to begin with? All of this is simply designed to make people think that someone somewhere is doing something. Couldn't be further from the truth, but it's designed to pacify populations to keep in their normalcy bias so they continue about looking down, looking at their electronic appendages and not paying any attention to the tidal wave looming above their head. The sleeping must be awakened or we have no chance. I want to take a moment to read a comment posted in the comments section of my last broadcast. A comment from a clearly awake, acutely aware and deeply compassionate individual. It was titled Eden Lost to Insanity. This message was sent to us By an individual that is enduring the relentless heat in Texas, being made worse by an ionosphere heater-enhanced high-pressure heat dome. And for those that don't believe such technologies exist, please do some objective research, starting with HARP in Alaska. Here's the comment titled, again, Eden Lost to Insanity. They said it would definitely cool off by Monday as a dip in the jet stream would bring us some relief from this massive heat dome that's been parked directly over us now for going on three months. But the updated forecast shows that it will get even hotter now and stay that way for the unforeseeable future. 106 to 108 and 83 to 85 at night with increasing humidity. In other words, hot as hell and no end in sight. They said our first chance of rain in over three months would come by Tuesday of next week as well. Nope, not now. But the northeastern coast will cool down to September-like temperatures and it will be absolutely beautiful there. The comment continues. This happens exactly the same way every single year in August. They say it will cool down soon, but it never does until around mid-November every single year and the coolest place on the planet Remains that way as the climate engineering mafia pulls the jet stream down for them, but parks ever more oppressive heat domes over us and holds them there. They continue, This is so insanely frustrating and the weather forecasters need to simply stop lying to us. Tell the freaking truth, the commenter says. Geoengineering will continue to bake this part of the country and keep their neighborhoods all cool and cozy. Speaking about the Northeast for as long as they can do so and get away with it. I honestly feel like I'm a prisoner in their weather war and that they truly enjoy dumping red-hot coals on us just to keep a climate-induced air conditioning blowing on them. Again, northeastern U.S., most anomalously less warm region in the entire planet for over 10 years on average. The comment then states this, This is torture beyond any Geneva Convention standards. I literally have to wear an oven mitt to open the chrome handles on the door to my white car, or I end up with third degree burns. We have rolling blackouts daily just to keep the power grid from crashing. Plus, there have been record numbers of deaths from heat stroke and heat exhaustion this summer. The Texan then states this, I really don't know how much more of this I can take. Foundations are cracking and roads are buckling, not to mention the millions of dead fish along the coast and in the local lakes. Smaller birds are dropping dead out of trees and even buzzards and hawks are finding shelter in barns and pole sheds, not taking to the skies and relying on humans to put food and water out for them. I have five buzzards and one hawk living in my barn right now. I have never seen it this bad, ever, Roofing shingles are literally melting and falling to the ground in puddles of tar and gravel. All five of my attic turbine vents have now fallen off and are so warped from the heat that they are nothing more than heaps of mangled metal. Both of my central air conditioning condensing units blew out the compressor from super high head pressure. So I installed seven window units and three of them have gone out in the last week. I keep seeing these news stories about, quote, how hot is too hot for humans to exist on this planet, end quote. Well, it's too hot right now, at least where I live. Everything, and I mean everything, is collapsing, failing, and breaking down constantly. My refrigerators can't keep the food from spoiling, and the chest freezers are all I have left to store perishables. But they can't get down to freezing anymore. I turned off my water heaters because the water coming out of the taps is already scaldingly hot. Fire danger is in the purple and not the red because compost heaps are self-igniting. If anyone wants to know what hell on earth looks like, just come on down and pay us a visit here in the hill country of Texas. I can't stand the sun for more than 20 seconds before my skin feels like it's on fire. Very, very painful. Not one single living creature here ventures out into the sun During daylight hours. And I've never seen that before in all my years of living on this poor dying planet. The Texas resident continues with this. I read an article in the local paper yesterday that said, quote, We can expect daytime highs in the summer to reach 135 degrees in just a few short years, end quote. Final statement from this resident of the hill country in Texas. And I thought it was hot now. Death Valley doesn't have anything on us. What comprehensive and informative commentary, the kind that leaves a justifiably deep impression on those who hear it, and in doing so greatly helps to further fuel the desperately needed awakening in the population about what was described in this Eden lost to insanity commentary. The ionosphere heater induced high pressure heat dome that the climate engineers can establish and hold wherever they wish. Ionosphere-heater-induced high-pressure zones allow the weathermakers to steer upper-level wind currents, which in turn steers atmospheric moisture flows. High-pressure domes in the northern hemisphere rotate upper-level winds clockwise around them. Let's connect the puzzle pieces. High-pressure heat domes over the U.S. south and southwest, rotating the upper-level winds and thus moisture up and over the southern U.S. and toward the U.S. north and east, The most populated portions of the US, the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world for the past 10 plus years. Not nature. Climate engineering. Summary. Biosphere and climate collapse isn't as bad as we've been told. It's exponentially and unimaginably worse than we've been told and already unfolding. All forms of damage to the planet must be halted starting with stopping climate engineering or we have no chance. I've tried to sound the alarm for a decade and a half, and I will continue to do so until I'm no longer standing. And to those that are still choosing not to believe what they can see with their own eyes, from climate engineering on one side to biosphere and climate collapse on the other, both are looming over us all. Our near-term fate is in the balance. Choosing denial won't stop what's coming. From NBC News, the world's oceans are off the charts warm and the worst could be yet to come. There's no question about that. The report says it's not yet the height of summer in the Northern Hemisphere, and surface temperatures have already shattered records. Scientists are running out of extreme adjectives to describe the state of the world's oceans. Global sea surface temperatures are spiking off the charts. Scientists say the worst may be yet to come, as the title stated. Canfield Ocean. Lifeless, superheated, oxygenless, stratified, dead zones. Oceans die, we die. From TheVerge.com, a killer ocean heat wave is decimating Florida's corals. a follow-up story. Scientists are racing to relocate corals from dangerously hot ocean waters, anticipating mass die-off. Scientists have had to resort to moving corals from the sea to climate-controlled labs. Hands-on restoration work is now all that stands between these animals and their extinction. The move is supposed to be temporary, quote, for the rehabilitation and safekeeping, end quote, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Conservationists have been growing corals in labs and ocean nurseries, with the goal of eventually planting them back in reefs. Both nurseries and reefs where corals were previously planted are barely hanging on in the heat. Thousands of coral nurseries have been relocated to tanks at the Florida Institute of Oceanography's key marine lab. That's hopefully for just the short term, the NOAA representative said. Who are they kidding? The scene at some conservation sites in the ocean has been heartbreaking. What we found was unimaginable. 100% coral mortality. Then the report says that the superheating seas could kill off 99% of the world's coral reefs. Where does that come from? 99%. Of course, it will kill all of them on the current course. And this at the very end, and this this type of article always ends with this, despite the devastation the NOAA representative said, we remain hopeful and determined. Yes, there'll be a magic happy ending. And don't tell the truth about what's really going on and why, no matter what. In regard to the fried reefs, and so much else. The actual UV radiation levels, again, are not being disclosed. They're being systematically hidden from populations. They're only reporting UV down to 300 nanometers. That is only half the UVB spectrum. So the other half of the UVB spectrum and the full UVC spectrum, which is the last spectrum before x-ray, goes completely unreported. Your skin feels like it's burning because it is. Surface are scaldingly hot because they're absorbing this UV radiation that's completely off the charts and not being disclosed because they don't want to panic populations until we hit the wall. And in the meantime, they continue to destroy what's left of the ozone layer with the ongoing climate engineering insanity. From ABC Australia, Iran announces nationwide two-day holiday due to extreme heat. Cities and towns in Iran have reached temperatures of over 50 degrees. It's about 120. And they're declaring national holidays because no one can work. Do we see any of this on any Matrix media televised anything? No, we see political circus, Trump this, Biden that, total stupidity occupying the full attention of far too many Americans. From almonitor.com, a parallel headline, Iran, unprecedented heat wave triggers emergency holiday, high pressure heat dome over them. In fact, stated in many of these articles, high pressure heat dome and Iran, clearly a target of NATO climate engineering operations, the head of their country has already been on the floor of the UN in years past stating, NATO was cutting off their precipitation, destabilizing their food supplies and thus their populations, weather warfare. From Time Magazine, extreme heat is endangering America's workers and its economy. Newsflash, economy won't matter. Stock market won't matter. Retirement accounts won't matter. College degrees won't matter. So soon, none of it will matter the top priority will be finding the next bite of food and drink of water and somewhere to shelter. Don't believe me? Wait and see. From the UK Guardian, teenager among 15 heat-related deaths is Japan and South Korea, swelter. Do we see any of this on Matrix Media, televised, anything? No, only in the back pages of other forms of these so-called news sources. From ABC News Australia, why is Australia having such a warm winter? Question mark, climate expert explains. And then he goes on to talk about the high-pressure heat dome again and again and again. We hear these terms that we never heard two decades ago. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast from the UK Guardian, huge wildfire explodes in Southern California and spreads into Nevada. Here's more clarification on this fire this is a wildfire in the middle of the Mojave Desert. From the New York Times, California's largest wildfire of the year sweeps across the Mojave Desert. And from the LA Times, the Mojave Desert is burning in California's biggest fire of the year torching Joshua trees. It breaks my heart to see the images of tens of thousands of acres torched with countless Joshua trees now dead. Joshua trees can live to be well over 2,000 years old. When I lived at the top of the Cajon Pass in Southern California, I relocated numerous large and very old Joshua trees that were otherwise going to be taken down by property owners. I used heavy equipment to dig around their base, to lift them and to move them to a safe location. And it was a very gratifying task to save these ancient beings. And now, wildfires that swept across... Deserts in Southern California have become the norm, scorching ancient life forms and landscapes. Welcome to the new world. Speaking of which, about the continued push for so-called renewable energy that isn't from oilprice.com. This headline. There is a financial crisis brewing in offshore wind energy. From that report, the costs associated with U.S. offshore wind projects have risen by 57% since 2021 due to inflation in components and labor costs, as well as rising interest rates, leading to a large number of canceled or renegotiated deals. The recent cancellations of major offshore wind projects have erased billions of dollars in planned spending and put at least 9.7 additional gigawatts of offshore wind projects in the U.S. at risk. Despite the financial crisis in offshore wind energy, the Biden administration is persevering with its goal of achieving 30 gigawatts of offshore wind energy capacity by 2030. What an exercise in absolute counterproductive total futility. From Newstarget.com, CNN, and MSNBC, Ford loses billions on electric vehicles, reduces its EV production target. Ford has announced that it expects to lose $4.5 billion in its electric vehicle division and this marks a significant rise over its previous projection of $3 billion. Right now, Ford has 90,000 unsold battery-powered vehicles in stock. And these shortcomings come despite heavy subsidies from the Biden administration via policies such as the Inflation Reduction Act, which includes credits for producing the batteries for electric vehicles as well as tax credits for the cars themselves. What a circus of insanity it all is. Industrialized, militarized society, a snake eating its own tail. From so long ago, the Stoic Marcus Aurelius said this The object of life is not to be on the side of the majority, but to escape finding oneself in the ranks of the insane. Very little is needed, he said, to make a happy life. It is within yourself, in your way of thinking. The solace we seek can't be found in external anything, it can only be achieved from within. But that being said, the within part can only be achieved by doing everything we can, everything within our power to make a difference for the better on the outside, by doing our absolute best to be a part of the cure and not the disease. Each of us, all of us, must decide for ourselves what we will do with the time we have. The choice to do nothing is still a choice, just not the right choice. All the great spiritual traditions teach, rightfully so, that faith without works is dead. We are here for a reason. All of us matter in this equation. All of us are spokes in the wheel. All of us needed and necessary for it to turn. I never wanted this post, but it is the post that I was given by my maker, so I will man it and embrace it till my last breath. And if we stand together, undaunted and unyielding, we could even now accomplish profound good even at this late hour. Only one way to find out. Check the Activist Suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Please, make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, we march on into the gathering storm. Never give up. Ever. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.